this episode we recap the Giants series, preview the Cardinals series, and talk about the trade deadline for the Cubs and how it went. We're back here on the Cubs, and we got quite a bit to talk about this one, but before we get into all the trades, we'll start out with the Giants. Series loss, lost three out of four, whatever. Expected. I didn't watch any of the games because I was working and doing other things over the weekend, so I'm not really sure how any of them went. Oh, the one I know lot, how the game that ones. was on Apple TV went because I saw a yeah. little bit of it, but other than that, nothing. Yeah. Yeah, we won the game. Sterling pitched. He did good. Six innings. Shut him out. And Wisdom Homer, he actually had two homers a series because he, for some reason, just owns the Giants. Yeah. For some reason. Wow. Uh, My account is locked for eight hours. Hmm. In the dot. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, what were you saying? Patrick Wisdom? Oh, God. Patrick Wisdom. He owns the Giants. He does. Yeah. Uh, other than that, we did lose the R3. Nothing. Well, it was just, it was just a mess, but Drew Smiley got lit up, so there was his trade value. Robinson gave up a two-run homer in his final game. It's not good. I continually played Contreras at catcher. Put, put out half there, too, which is kind of risky, but luckily there were no injuries. So, good yeah, to be traded. Yeah, I don't know why they continue to play Contreras in half, to be honest. Yeah. It just kind of strikes me as odd, especially considering last year they didn't uh, – Play Bryant or Rizzo or Baez in the last game at Wrigley. Yeah. But. The Cardinals are trying to trade for Juan Soto. I'm going to commit a war crime. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of Cardinals, that's who we play next. Yeah, it is. Uh, Three games against Juan Soto might be on the team by the time we play them. Uh, well, the first game should be interesting. Keegan Thompson and Adam Wainwright. Okay. Cubs never hit Adam Wainwright, so Cubs lose like 3 nothing. I'll say Cubs lose 4-1. to one. Okay. So we each have them losing by 3. Yes. Uh, game two is still in Michaels. Cubs win 5-4. Okay, I'll say... Justin Steele actually had a pretty good outing against the Giants, but the defense really let him down. Yeah, he had four runs, and none of them were earned, so... So yeah, that kind of tells you the whole story. Yeah, I'll say... I'll still say the Cubs lose like three to two. All right. Okay. So the Cubs lose mm. two. 
that means that they will have now. Hold on. They will. That means they will have now lost four in a row. The Cubs need to win approximately 21 more games to avoid to have. Okay, wait. They need to win 22 more games to avoid a 100 loss season. I don't know if they can do that, but then again, that doesn't really sound like a lot. So maybe they can do it. Maybe. I certainly hope so. 22 games. They need to do that in two months, which is like 60 games. Basically, they need to go like 22 and... Actually, that's more, because we have the two weeks in October. So that's like... So two weeks... Yeah, it's like goes into the second week, but it's it's like Cubs need to go essentially twenty two and like forty or something the rest of the way to avoid winning to avoid uh, losing hundred games twenty two wins well, then I'll, that'll not... get them to sixty uh, three and then they can lose ninety nine but not a hundred. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not sure how confident I am in that happening, but we'll see. Pittsburgh is in last, by the way. They've lost seven in a row, and they were once in third by what was pretty good margin. Cincinnati is... We've had four nine-plus game losing streaks in the last two years, so... They've had what? Well, because we've had four nine-plus game losing streaks... Since yeah. last year. So. Yeah. So hopefully this isn't the start of another one. Uh, yeah, I think one, one last year, one got to like 14. One of them got to 12. That was the worst yeah. one. That was right after the deadline, too. Yeah. So it felt like it was the end of the world. So <laughs> they won. Uh, okay, so... Yeah, uh, there is one more. Third by a game... Cincinnati is 16 and a half back, so we are in third by a game. Then the Pirates are 17 back, so yeah, we are in third of, up on the Pirates by two games, or one and a half games. So it's a tight race. Mm-hmm. For last, please. <laughs> I um, do have one more game in this Cardinal series. Uh, Cardinals haven't announced their pitcher, but we're pitching strong in that game. Okay. Well, Stroman got bombed last time he faced the Cardinals. Yeah. I don't know if that's going to happen again, but uh, I'll say the Cubs win like 6-5 to five or something. Okay. I'll say Stroman will get his revenge and the Cubs win 5-2. to two. Okay, it's hard to predict because it's like we know Willie and Hap will likely be gone by the time these games roll around, but at the same time, you know, will Patrick Wisdom be gone? Who else will be gone? Who will we get back? Like, for example, are the Cubs going to acquire Eric Hosmer from the Padres or something like that? We'd have no idea. So it's weird. Yeah. Find out. Uh, well, that'll, that's all the games we've had. So I guess we can jump right into the trades now. Yes. So the Cubs have made four there four trades? Three. Three? Okay. 
So yesterday the Cubs made two. They traded reliever Chris Martin to the Dodgers in exchange for Zach McKinstry, a utility player who was in the Dodgers farm system and has a little bit of major league experience. And he can play yeah, many positions. He's... He strikes out a lot, but he gets on base. He's got a good amount of power, too. Uh, he's controlled through 2027. So uh, yeah. I would assume either Bodie or Simmons will not be returning to the team. Wait, I, I'm talking about Chris. Yeah, that's who McKinstry was for. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, well, Simmons is obviously not going to come back. I'd like to. I'd like them to get rid of David Bodie. Mm-hmm. That'd be nice. Uh, uh, so... The next trade the Cubs made, they traded for they traded Dixon Machado to the Giants for who exactly? Lionel Espanol. A reliever in Triple A. Yeah, he's a so, pitcher. Exciting. So Cubs are going pretty hard on the pitchers since the draft. Yeah, they drafted a ton of pitchers, and now they're trading for pitchers. So yeah, they finally signed Jackson Ferris to about double the slot value, but that's, that's fine. good news too because we saved. We went under slot in the first round for Ferris. Mm-hmm. They saved their money for Jackson mm-hmm. Ferris. And he ended up costing them double, but that's okay. Yeah. Uh, Can afford it, so we're good. That's fine. So there's those two. Uh, Then there was the big one so far. The biggest one has been the Scott Efros surprise trade to the Yankees. Yeah, I honestly wasn't expecting Efros to be traded. Yeah, even though the Cubs are selling and are going to be selling over the next 28, 30 hours, uh, I was not expecting Scott Afros to be traded. Yeah, um, a lot of team control, but you get a highly talented prospect like Hayden Wisniewski, I think it's pretty good to pull the trigger on it because, you know, Efros is really good, but at the same time, he's only had like a 44-inning sample, and he's 28, and he doesn't really fit the current role of the Cubs because, you know, selling him at his highest, at his peak value is probably the right move. Yeah, um, Wes Nesky is, first of all, a top-tier <laughs> name. Second of all, he's now the Cubs' eighth-best prospect. Yeah, I and, think he's definitely uh, top ten. He was the best prospect in the Yankees system. So Jed Hoyer, uh, when we traded Efros, the reaction was shit. We better have gotten something good, and we actually did. We did. Yeah. Yeah. The reaction from the Yankee fans, from what I saw, was kind of like, oh, that's cool. I guess like it was. It was like okay. I mean, the Yankee fans, when they found out that they had given up this guy, a lot of them, the reaction was okay. I mean, that's. Something to give up, obviously, but we got that cross. So, good trade for both. Mm-hmm. So, we're on day two of trades now, and day two, two is the exact amount of trades Cubs made today, which is disappointing. 
But we'll save the rants for after the trades. We'll just get through them quickly. Um, yes. Um, yes. We are not pleased, but that's what we're going to talk about later. Uh, the Cubs traded David Robertson of the Phillies for the Phillies' 26th-ranked prospect, a right-handed pitcher named Ben Brown, who was recently promoted to Double A. Um, he is now the Cubs' 11th-ranked prospect because that doesn't mean the Cubs system is just really bad. It means that, um, you know, the rankings aren't updated. Um, yes. Aren't updated often. So, like, before this season, he was probably the Phillies' 26th-ranked prospect. But if they had updated them more recently, he'd be higher up there. Maybe in the top ten, considering how weak the Phillies' farm system is. So, yeah. Got yeah. Ben um, Brown. We're again continuing this trend of going for high risers at uh, high velocity. He has a 60 grade fastball that sits 95 the, to 98. Yeah, 98. That's where he tops at. Um, Cubs are basically saying that they're done not having pitching prospects. They've decided. I think the Cubs have made a decision, an internal decision, that at least this year they're done adding getting prospects. They're going to tackle the pitching side of the farm system which they've been doing yeah, with the deadline they, and now the, with the draft and now the deadline so they've definitely done that the last couple weeks big time uh, so see. brown we've added how many pitchers was, since I already the said, last three weeks we've added like 20 pitchers I think yeah brown it's funny because then we've also gotten rid of people alright so brown uh, I already said he was recently promoted to double-A. He amassed a 35.4% strikeout rate and only walked 7.7% of batters he faced at high A since May 15th of this year. Brown only allowed 40 hits and 10 walks and has a 231 ERA and 91 strikeouts and 58 and a third innings pitched. And that's about a 40.2% strikeout rate. He has a slider and a fastball that can top 98 miles an hour. So the Cubs got a prospect in double-A with fantastic upside for a 37-year-old reliever, rental reliever in David Robertson. So I think that's a good deal for the Cubs. Um, I, I liked it. I thought it was good. And I think yeah, most I of like Cubs Twitter and Cubs fans liked it too. Which is there, were, uh, there were a lot of Phillies fans commenting on my posts and sending me messages about how good they thought Brown was. So that was pretty encouraging. I saw that on a lot of the tweets that were sent out about the Cubs, you know, people that they got, like we said about Scott Efros, um, the opposing team's fans who knew who the prospects were seemed to think that, you know, who the Cubs were getting were good and that, you know, it wasn't like they were giving up a nobody. So, good sign. Um, yeah, so that is the Robertson trade. We had the Michael Givens trade, which I did not post about. That which was, was the only other trade because the only other trade that happened. Um, yeah, the Michael Givens trade. They traded him to the Mets with like two minutes to go in the deadline. Um, it was kind of funny because like everyone was waiting for a Mets Contreras trade. And that never happened, but the Givens trade did happen. Um, got I think 
It's kind of hard to pronounce, but I'm going to guess it's Saul Gonzalez. No, call him Saul. It's funny. Call him Saul. Call him Saul. Call, yes, yes, call him Saul. You have to call him Saul because of the show. Saul Gonzalez. We have to um, call him that. There. Okay. Saul Gonzalez. Better call Saul. Um, yeah, so Saul Gonzalez, I have no idea. I don't right know now. this guy. So, do you have stats on him? Uh, I saw a screenshot earlier that he had a 2.8 ERA, but that's all I remember. Okay, good news. I don't really know who this guy is, but yeah, I he didn't. seems to be good. So, all right, so, decent. And Another then that picture. was the end of the Cubs trades for the day. Yes, it was. Um. Jesus. Uh, yeah, there the we Cubs, go. we waited the entire day to hear if Wilson Contreras and Ian Happ were going to be traded. I was refreshing Twitter every second, waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting for them to be traded to either the Blue Jays or the Mets. Or, you know, after the Padres got Juan Soto, it was kind of far-fetched. Um, but I was maybe waiting for a Hosmer trade. That they could have done, that but they didn't. Um, and uh, that never happened. <sighs> they never traded them. It was like five minutes after the deadline. Ken Rosenthal came out and said the Cubs are not, not trading Ian Happ or Wilson Contreras. And Cubs Nation, the majority of Cubs Nation rejoiced. And the poor souls have no idea what's going to happen. But we do, which is why we're here. It's... So it's an abomination. It's an awful decision. Yeah. It's terrible. And I don't say that a whole lot about the Cubs' decisions. I try to defend most of what the front office does. This was terrible. This yeah, was bad. And this exactly. is going I've to get worse. been defending the actions last past year, but this is the one thing they've this. messed up. And it's bad. It is very bad. And Not you know, so much for Hap, but for Contreras, yeah, it's terrible. For Contreras, it's awful. For Hap, they have him next year. So if he's doing well next year, they get another shot. They can trade him. You know, it's not like they're going to lose him in the offseason. But for Wilson Contreras, this, huh, I just, I can't even begin to tell you, poor listener, how bad this is. Because let me explain what's going to happen. So I saw a lot of people today saying, Oh, yeah, so this means the Wilson Contreras extension is on the way. First of all, no, it doesn't. I can't believe people no, it think doesn't. he's going to stay. No correlation there. The Cubs have spent, like, the entire season building up the whole, oh, yeah, we're going to trade Contreras, and, uh, yeah, this is happening. They haven't, like, been publicly saying that. But, like, you got the, you know, you got the gist of it. They're going to trade him. They're going to trade him. They're going to trade him. You know, they were on the phone with teams, all that. So, Cubs have been doing that. <laughs> They didn't trade him because Jed Hoyer came out and explained, and I respect his explanation. It was kind of what we all thought, but he confirmed it. He basically told us that they got shit offers from teams. Like last year, they Hoyer said in his press conference after the deadline, he said last year we felt like we had a lot more aggressive buyers and a lot better offers than we got this year, and we just didn't get the right offer this year. And I respect that. The thing is, 
this will be terrible. Because the Cubs will not extend Wilson Contreras. If you think that the Cubs are going to extend Wilson Contreras or even resign him after going the entire season and the entire offseason last year saying that, you know, not even talking to him about an extension. They haven't talked to him about an extension since like 2017. Just, I, I just, I, I, how can you possibly think that they're going to keep him? Because they're not. So they're not going to keep Wilson. Okay, so we've, we've got that down. They're not going to extend Wilson Contreras. They're also not going to resign Wilson Contreras in the offseason. They're not going to resign him. They're going to give him the bare minimum qualifying offer, which he will not accept. Then he will become a free agent. The Cubs will get the second round compensation pick for their quote-unquote efforts. So what's going to happen is that Wilson Contreras will go off into free agency. And Cubs Nation will say, oh, why didn't you extend him? Well, you can re-sign him now, right? Go after him in free agency. We need a catcher for next year. And it will make total sense to go after Wilson Contreras, considering that you didn't get anything for him last year. And if you really want to not watch what is left of your reputation burn to the ground, Jed Hoyer and Tom Ricketts and the rest of the management team up there in Wrigley Field, I suggest that you go after Wilson Contreras. But they're not going to do that. What the Cubs are going to do, there's going to be rumors about them, you know, maybe keeping in contact with Contreras' agent a little bit. What's going to happen is that Wilson Contreras is going to sign with another team, probably the Mariners. For some reason, I just kind of think that they're going to sign him. And the Cubs are going to either sign nobody to catch, they're going to just have Jan Gomes catch, and P.J. Higgins be the backup, or they're going to sign somebody like Mike Zunino, who is injured for the entire year and is half the catcher that Wilson Contreras is. And that will be it. And what's going to happen is that the second that happens, everyone on Cubs Twitter is going to be so upset because they're going to say, oh, why didn't you resign him? You're cheap. You're terrible. And there's going to be this dark cloud hanging over the Cubs once again because they could have traded Wilson Contreras, but they didn't. And they could have extended him, but they didn't. And they could have re-signed him in free agency, but they didn't. And how do you defend this move? You do not. There is no way to defend this move. And the worst part of this is, there is no way that this does not happen. This is 100% happening. It will happen exactly as I have told you here on August 3rd, 2022. The Cubs will not extend Wilson Contreras. They will not re-sign Wilson Contreras. They will lose him in free agency and settle for a cheap backup because they don't spend money. And that will be it. And And there will just be pain and sadness. And we will be sitting here in three or four months talking about this exact thing. So that's my rant because... This is the worst. There's no way to avoid this. That's the worst part of all this. You can't avoid this thing that I just described to you. There's no avoiding it. This is exactly how it will play out. I promise. I promised everyone listening. I don't even know how many people listen to this. I promise so many of you. I promise every single one of you that that is exactly what will happen. And there is nothing that will change All right. <laughs> well, Sorry, that's, that's just the truth. That's, yeah, that's pretty much what will happen. All the sentimental Cubs fans just have realistic expectations. So, yep. And them being disappointed over that, it's on them. The same so. people that are 
happy that they didn't trade him are going to be the same people and four months are going to say, oh, you shouldn't have traded him. I was going to say that, and I'm going to say, that's what I said, <laughs> like, four months ago, and nobody listened. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. It's, I, it just pisses me off so much. Like, they had to have been able to find a deal. They had to have been able to meet at the middle of some. I mean, we read from many reporters and in many articles that the Mets were terrified. No, I blame, I blame a lot of this on the Mets and Billy Epler and Steve Cohen and the media. They just manipulated everything the whole time. Oh, well. Yeah. Now well, they can be happy with McCann and Nito when they're in Game 7 of the World Series. So, have fun with that, Mets fans. It's terrible. I mean, the Mets lose here, obviously, because they didn't get Contreras, and they didn't get anyone on offense except Fat Man, who gets on base a lot, Um, Dan Vogelback, who's like, just so fat. Um, anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, so the Mets lose, but, I mean, we read so many times that the Mets were terrified to trade with Jed Hoyer. I'm not making this up. The Mets were, like, scared out of their minds. This was from Stephanie A- uh, Epstein. Epstein. Uh, she said, a quiet deadline for the Mets, who I'm told are, were a little gun-shy after trading top prospect <laughs> Pete Crow Armstrong, a potential gold glover who has been taking who has been raking in Class A for two months of Javier Baez plus Trevor Williams last year. That was a disastrous trade for the Mets because Baez was awful. Trevor Williams pitched like one time and then disappeared. I don't even know where he is. Um, he's still there. He's awesome. still there? I don't know where he is, though. Is he in AAA? Uh, I believe he's on the main Joe Grass. But I don't know. I haven't heard okay, of him. Well, there you have it. That's that's still terrible. Yeah. That's a terrible trade for the Mets. Javier Baez, you know, the whole booing and thumbs downing the fans thing, you know, that was terrible. He left in free agency. He went off to the Tigers. Dribble Williams is on the injured list. Pete Crow Armstrong is like one of the, is like, Maybe the Cubs' second best prospect behind Brennan Davis, and has been yeah, just he homered today as well for a whole year. So, I don't blame the Mets for not wanting to trade with the Cubs again. To be honest, yeah, especially but... another rental player. But then again, Cubs also this year. Yeah, well, they're prospect hunting for no reason. It's they're in a lot. It's a different situation from last year because they're actually good this year. So yeah, that's that's really just on them. I mean, they have their team. It's not like you know they're gonna start collapsing because they didn't make this trade. But um, hope so. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I hope so too. But um, it's the Mets. Tomas Nito and James McCann. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to really help you in October. I can't wait to see James McCann come up with, like, the bases loaded and two outs in the eighth inning of an elimination game and strike out on a pitch in the other batter's box. So it's going to be hilarious. 
Anyway, I hope something changes and this becomes less of a bad situation. But it's awful. Yeah. Terrible. It's... I mean, because we know what's happening now and what's going to happen. And, and all the all the fans defending it because of the sentimentality is just it's annoying. Thought we would have got over that last year, but nope. I'm still doing it. I should have expected that, but I can't expect them to learn anyway, so whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And this is terrible. With yes. Ian Happ, it's not bad. Cool. Yeah. Govs have kept Ian Happ. They can just trade him next year. If they don't yeah, trade him next Happ, year... They could trade him in the offseason. Yeah, they can trade him any time. Just, you know, can't do that with Contreras. And the Cubs are going to need a catcher for next year. And they're going to sell us on Jan Gomes. This might cause me to turn oh, on the management a three-year contract. I thought it was two years. Well, I think there's, there's an option for the third year, but I can't remember if it's like player or club. Also, Vince Scully died, so this is officially, like, a top ten worst day of all time. Yeah. This is awful. He's... <laughs> I'm oh, sorry, I don't mean to laugh. This is just comically terrible. Yeah, Scully's amazing. He like, I, like I get the reasoning. Five years ago. I get the reasoning. You know, we didn't get the offer we wanted. That means that they value these guys. But, oh man, I can already like hear, I can already see it coming. Like I can see the tweets. I already see them in my head. You know, <laughs> they're going to be quoting Jed Hoyer on his press conference today. We think Wilson is a really good leader. We like him a lot. We think he's really grown this year, but they're not going to keep him. What? Like, why? Why? Why would you not keep him? <laughs> like, why? And why would you not trade him? Oh, God, it's so bad. It's just so bad because they're going to lose him and then they're going to like sign Elvis Andrews to be our big off-season acqui- acquisition. And then we'll only have Ian Happ next year. It's just, oh my God, it's just, it's so bad. The only way that this can be fixed is if the Cubs sign Wilson Contreras. If they do... What we've been saying for them not to do until today. We, we, we've both been on here saying, like, no, I don't think they should extend him. I think they should trade him. Well, now they can't trade him. So now all that they can do is extend him. That's the only way they can save themselves. And they're not going to do that. Yeah, they dug themselves down this hole. So it's up to them to get out of it. But they're not going to. <laughs> That's the saddest part. How do you get out of this? You can't. I was I was upstairs for like fifteen minutes and I thought to myself, Man, this is like there's no way out. You can't defend this and you can't change the outcome of this. Oh man, it's gonna be bad. It's gonna happen in like December. 
So yeah, it's gonna be time. terrible. Yeah. Did we expect it? Well, we knew that something stupid was going to happen, but I'm not sure if I'd be this stupid. I mean, if you had told me that something stupid was going to happen, I would have assumed it would have been like a bad return for a player. Something. But also, like... This is beyond that. Yeah, this is like, this is bad. This is like worst case scenario. This is so awful. This is like, oh man, there's no way out of this. There's no counter-argument. And people don't even realize this yet. Guys like Dom and Cubzone, God. everyone else out there that's so happy that Wilson Contreras is a Cub again. Yay! But they don't. You know, Fucking dumb. Oh, we got a new member of that list. Sarah Sanchez. Oh yeah, her. I muted her. <laughs> I'm eating popcorn. Uh, yeah, I didn't tell everybody that, but yes, I'm hungry. Um, Sarah Sanchez, yes, I muted her. Um, it's just, oh man, it's gonna suck. Are you gonna get, we get the Wilson Contreras stays tweets, and then we're gonna get the Wilson Contreras is leaving tweets, and we're not gonna get any players We're just gonna get nothing. They're going to go into next season with Jan Gomes, a catcher. B.J. Higgins. And that's going to be it. There's no one in the farm system. Miguel Amaya is back. We don't even know if he can throw yet. This is like some Colorado Rockies bullshit. Oh. It's ironic. I'm doing a Colorado Rockies franchise right now. Jesus. People just, they aren't grasping it yet, but they will. I, also, I just want the day again. to happen so we can just go to Dom and say, I told you so. What did I you say? The, I just want the, I just want, okay, I want Contreras, like, to sign with a different team as soon as possible, just so we can tell Dom, I told you so. About what? That he was worthless? And we shouldn't resign? Just about everything, because he's thinking about... He just has a stupid idea of everything about the Cubs. (laughs) Yeah. He's also a pussy for blocking us. But you know what Dom's going to do? He's just going to be tweeting out, Oh, the Cubs are cheap and they should sell the team. And it's like, this time, there's nothing to say like, oh yeah, you're wrong. There's nothing I can say about that. Well, I'm sure we'll be spending for agencies. Will we? Oh, like, will we? I mean, we got Strowman and we got Suzuki, and that's great, but like... You've been late to those... uh, They're gonna... But like, you know what's gonna happen? Cubs are gonna sign... If they sign a big free agent, like let's say they do sign Xander Xander Bogarts, they shock everyone, and it's like, oh my God, Cubs got Xander Bogarts. Eighty percent of the Cubs fans are gonna say, why didn't you use that money to re-sign Wilson Contreras? 
You're probably right about that. And it's like, I don't know. Why didn't you? <laughs> then maybe you could say like, oh, well, because Xander Bogarts is better. You know, shortstop. Still kind of sucks. This is the worst situation they've been in since like 2006 when they finished in last place. Yep. Wow. Sorry, terrible. That's all we can do about it right now. Whatever. No, nothing we can do about it. Also, but like, why wasn't. I was just thinking about this. Why wasn't like. Patrick Wisdom and Smiley. Maybe not Patrick Wisdom. But why wasn't like Ortega and Smiley trade? Like, where were the minor trades? We had three! We had three! And they were all relievers. We spent like three months talking about who we could trade. And we came up with eight people. And <laughs> pretty much none of those people were traded. We had like two of the... No. Yeah, we had two of the people traded. We didn't pick Scott Efros. Oh, yeah. That was... We didn't trade anybody. Like, what happened? Where were the so buyers? So we had a... 25% success rate there. Yikes. I, I'm, I'm a believer that if the Padres didn't get Soto, they would have gotten Contreras. And we'd be sitting here talking about how we got um, you know, maybe not Luis Campisano unless we did that Hosmer trade. But we'd be sitting here talking about like, oh, Contreras is in San Diego now and I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who the Padres could trade. Somebody is in Chicago. You know, a few people. That would be fine. But that didn't happen. And the thing is, it's like Juan Soto going to the Padres was the best case scenario. Because it was either the Padres, the Dodgers, or the Cardinals. If you wanted yeah. Juan Soto to go to the, Do- to the Dodgers or Cardinals, you are a Dodgers or Cardinals fan. You are not a fan of any other team. So it was the best case scenario. But simultaneously, it took us out of the running. So it's like a catch-22. It's just, oh. You wish Soto went to, like, the, you know, some fourth team. Or you wish he just stayed. (laughs) Well. This is just bad. Yeah, the, uh. Promoted pretty much their entire farm system, except for Camposano. Somehow, getting Hater, Bell, Soto, Jury. Yeah, yep, yeah. I was thinking about it when I thought, hmm, that doesn't really... You know, you look at what the Padres did today. And you think to yourself, man, why weren't the Cubs making those moves back in, like, or at least I was. Why were? Why did the Cubs make those moves back in like 2016, 2017? And I think the answer is, as I'm sitting here, I just kind of thought of this. I think the answer is back then. If you think about when the Cubs acquired a Roldis Chapman or you know Wade Davis, that cost a lot. 
a lot from the Cubs. I mean, the Cubs gave up Glaber Torres, who was a top 100 prospect. It was like, he was one of the best prospects in baseball. Oh, the Padres just won the game. Oh my God, they just played a walk-off homer. That's cool. Um, anyway, you know, the Cubs gave up a top 100 prospect, and Glaber Torres. And then, you know, when they acquired Jose Quintana, who I think is probably the equivalent of like, He's a cardinal now. Yes, but like who who would be Jose? Okay, so Jose Quintana in 2017, who's the equivalent of him today, like value-wise? Well, he was really good when we traded for him at the time. So (laughs) maybe Quintana himself. Hmm. Because I think uh, I think of the deadline in 2017 and this year he has the same WAR. I think it was 2.1 2017 and this year. Hmm. So sounds like the Cubs just got cooked. Yeah. Um. So I guess he's his own comparison there. Okay. But you know the Cubs gave up Eloy Jimenez and Dylan Cease for him. That was also very expensive. But, you know, nowadays... Oh, man, I had this all worked out in my head, then Grisham hit the home run. Shit. All right, hold on. Let me see if I can get my thoughts Grisham together. Did. Okay. So, you know, you think about it, I it's like, that was very expensive. Yes, okay, got it. Those are very expensive moves. Nowadays, to acquire a closer, you know, you, you know, that's still, you know, especially someone like Chapman at that time, you know, you think about the Craig Kimbrell trade last year. That was kind of the equivalent. You know, Cubs were, you know, a bad team, under 500. They needed to trade Kimbrell, just like the Yankees in 2016. You know, they were mid. They weren't under 500, but they weren't going to the postseason. So they decided to trade Chapman. The return the Cubs got for Craig Kimbrell, whether it be the Cubs' fault or maybe it's just that was the appropriate return, was Nick Madrigal and Cody uh, Hoyer. That's not the equivalent of Glaber Torres and whoever else they gave up. I think the other guy was Adam Warren. That's not the equivalent of that. Billy That's two people. And then... There was actually, like, Cubs traded quite a few in that deal, actually. Yeah, it was a bit of a... But see, that's the thing. That was a very expensive trade. Nowadays, that trade is not as expensive. Teams no longer give up top 100 prospects for rentals or for or for like one player. Like if you traded Wilson Contreras, like let's back up. If we had the same environment right now that we had back in 2016, the Cubs probably trade Wilson Contreras for like two top 100 prospects. Or, you know, guys like that. But you don't mm-hmm. trade people like that anymore you know teams don't trade top 100 prospects they don't trade their top prospects anymore for rentals or for closers or, or anything like that when the cubs traded bryant rizzo and Baez last year they got all right let's see they got kevin alcantara who at the time wasn't even in a ball they got caleb killian who was in double a and was doing all right and they got canario who was unknown they got Alexander Vizcaino, who was an A-ball. And they got P. Crow Armstrong, who was a top prospect, but was hurt. So, yeah. 
the Cubs didn't get that's still not the equivalent of a Glaber Torres trade. So I'm so what I'm trying to say, the point I'm trying to make is like nowadays teams will give up that for like you know teams can make those moves without giving up so much. So like, you know, they can make those moves, they can trade for a closer without giving up like, you know, top one hundred prospects or their top prospects and they have room for later. Which enables teams to be able to trade for Josh Hader and Juan Soto. Because then those deals are, you know, they require top 100 prospects. So I don't know if this is making any sense. It probably isn't. But, yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. It's like, you know, teams are able to do that now. Teams are able to become super teams and trade for superstar players. Players that were thought of as, like, untradeable just a few years ago. Simply because they, they... have like the um the um price has definitely dropped yeah price price drops that's the point i'm trying to make like yeah the price drops and so they're able to get these guys back then if the cubs had tried to trade i think this will make sense now i'm saying this i think if the cubs had tried to trade for somebody like hmm let's see who was really good back in 2016 um Hmm. I can't think of anyone. What the hell? What am I? Fuck. <laughs> trying to think of like a really good player back in 2016. Are the Cubs or just small baseball? Okay, yeah. Uh, okay, let's say that the Cubs tried to trade for Bryce Harper back in 2016. That would have been like impossible to do. Would have given up all their farm talent. Nowadays, that's possible because the price has dropped. Whether teams want to acknowledge it or not, teams will pay top 100 prospects for top-tier talent, like superstar talent. They will no longer do that for anybody else. Back then, it was you could do that for everybody else, and top-tier talent required, like, everyone that you had. So that's basically what I'm saying, if that makes any sense, which is why the Cubs never became a super team, and why it's, which is why you didn't have super teams until after, like, 2016 or 17. The Cubs were the only 100-win team in 2016. Nowadays, you have, like, three times... You know, you have three 100-win teams every year. Sounds about right. So, yeah. I don't know if that made any sense, but that's why. I think that's why. And I really dragged that out. Um, yeah. Do you have anything you want to add? I've been talking a lot. Um, yeah, you do get on a roll when you start talking. I haven't even... I don't even know. I just... You're so pissed off. We're depressed. Yeah. Press Cubs fan podcast. We'll have to change it to that. Because Cubs have not been doing much of winning this deadline, so. And the Cubs are basically the same team without a back of the bullpen. Yeah. So they're just going to lose more games late, which is so much fun. <laughs> just, Jesus. I think we should end this here before I start crying. I might cry. 
This is yeah, bad. let's do some cry together. And we're just going to have an episode dedicated to crying. I remember we said that last year. When did we say that last year? The one right before the deadline happened. Oh, yeah. Because we were. What? Why? Were, were we sad that they were leaving? Yeah, at the time. Oh. Well, who knows? It, you'll just have to go back and listen to the one right before the deadline. Yeah. The deadline where we actually succeeded in trading people. All right. Well, Ian Happ is happy. Yeah, he's robbed a home run, but we'll save that for the next episode, and we'll end things right here. In the the meantime, try not to think about the impending cloud of death that is coming our way. Try to think about happy things. Like, go to your happy place. Yes, yeah, do that. Bye, everyone. Goodbye.